Hey everybody, Nate here. Before the show, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about our sponsor, the Snack Nanny. The Snack Nanny is the latest, greatest spill-proof bowl. It's the first snack bowl for kids with a self-closing door. The Snack Nanny allows kids to snack freely without overeating, keeps kids entertained, and prevents them from creating a mess for mom and dad to clean up. Kids and parents love the Snack Nanny. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and includes portion control features that only the Snack Nanny offers. To order, go to www.snacknanny.com or order from Amazon. Remember, you support our sponsors and they support us. Thanks, and you hit the beer. Everybody and welcome back to Chop Talk. I'm your host, Nate England. If you listen to the show on iTunes, please write a review and give us a five-star rating. Also, don't forget to like the show on Facebook. This week's guest is Professor Stan Russell, expert on Japanese architecture and carpentry. Stan is an associate professor at the University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. He's also the founder of One Corner Architects, a full-service architectural design studio in Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. One Corner Architects specializes in creative contemporary design solutions for residential, commercial, and institutional projects. Stan is very experienced in international architecture, having worked in the offices of Balkrishni Doshi in Ahmedabad, India. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Team Zoo in Kobe, Japan. And he also apprenticed with a Japanese master carpenter in Hyogo, Japan. Russell has presented and published papers at international, national, and regional conferences and journals. His work has been featured in the Japanese periodicals Jutaku Tokushu, Kinshiku Bunka, The Japan Architect, Kazi, Shonan Style, and Kinshiku Chisiki. His work in the U.S. has been featured in the Architectural Record and Arch Daily websites, and he's received numerous design awards. I first met Stan about 10 years ago while I was attending Miami University in Ohio for my master's degree in architecture. When I found out he was offering a class on Japanese architecture, I signed up right away. He also became an advisor on my graduate thesis project, which focused on Okinawan architecture. Stan organized and taught a Japan summer studio program, where he took about 15 students to study architecture in Japan for six weeks. This was an incredible experience for me and my classmates. This experience is a big influence on my life and helped convince me to take a shot at living there. A few years later, Stan began running the same program for the University of South Florida. And since I was already in the country, he was nice enough to let me tag along for a few days with the group. To find out more about Professor Stan Russell, you can visit his website at www.stanleyrussellarchitect.com. That's www.stanleyrussellarchitect.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about his architectural work and Japanese carpentry, you can find his contact information on his website. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This week's guest is Professor Stan Russell. How are you doing, Stan? Doing real good, Nate. Great, great. Well, well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing the interview. It's really good to talk to you again. Um, it's been a while since uh, since we've talked to each other, but I, I, I guess uh, we should start off by saying how uh, I got to know you, um, which was right. uh, which is at Miami University. So you were originally from Ohio, I believe. Yes. Okay, and you were teaching at Miami when I was going to grad school there, and. Exactly. All of a sudden, they offered a class on Japanese architecture. Now, every other 
you never see this in architecture schools. It's always Greek or Roman, or if they get crazy, the farthest east they'll go is Byzantine. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden, here's this class on Japanese architecture, and I already had the interest in Japan and martial arts, and so I jumped in, and one thing led to another, and uh, we got to know each other, and you uh, put together a summer studio program, and that's the first time I got to go to Japan. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's start off. Why don't you tell us how you got to Japan in in the first place? Yeah, I was um, actually. It goes a little bit further back. Um, I had a couple of really influential uh, professors in grad school, and one of them was an Indian professor named uh, Doshi Balkrishna Doshi. Okay. And um, when I was in when I was in school, uh, I arranged to to go after graduation to work in his studio. Um, so I did that first, okay. and uh, I was traveling with a friend of mine. We went out traveling around, um, and it was actually my friend. You know, he was really the whole trip. He had been talking about Japan. You know, he couldn't wait to get to mm-hmm. Japan. So this is so a trip been, around around the world. You guys are bouncing around a few different yeah, places. Mo- yeah, more or less. I mean, um, pretty much it was uh, everything between India and Japan. So we were kind of going through oh, Southeast wow. Asia and China and um, lots lots of different places, um, but. Like I said, he was the one who who kind of steered me to Japan. We got there, and the other really influential professor that that I had, who you met um, on the trip, was Kenya Maruyama. Oh, sure. And um, Kenya was in Tokyo at the time, um, so when we arrived there, we'd kind of planned to just go there for a short trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but he helped us find jobs, and that's <laughs> you know one thing led to another, and uh, th- that's when I ended up staying there. And that's not. That's not easy to do. I remember I had a job interview at uh, at an architecture office while I was living over there, uh-huh. and I, I walked in and there were nine. It was they were in the full out Japanese business suits, the black suit, black tie, <laughs> at a board. T- I thought I was just going to go in and, and chat with these guys. Yeah. And I go in there and they're in this board, and I, I walk in the room and the the head guy stands up and says, first I must tell you." We will not hire foreigner. <laughs> now let's interview begin. So, <laughs> so the interview was after that. Huh? Yeah, that was after that. But that, that's great. You got a you got someone who got you in the door, got you a position right off the bat. Yeah, and that was that was the way, really. Um, it, you know, just like you said in Japan, it was it still is, but particularly at that time, it was still a very formal society. So the way to really um, to do that is to get an introduction to, from someone you know, right. who has some respect. And so, yeah, that's how I was able to do it. Oh, that, that's great. So what was the work you had, uh, this is after grad school, so had you worked in the American office um, for a little while? You know, what was it compared to the American office versus Japanese office? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I worked in an American office um, after undergrad. I worked for a few years. Um, but that was... Uh, Actually, um, conversely, it was it was a lot more formal. The office that I worked at in the states was a much more huh. formal atmosphere. You know, it was kind of a tie and um, shirt sleeve kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the office that I worked in in Japan was was really informal. It was kind of like an extension of grad school in a way. Oh wow! So um, 
yeah, I mean that was that was really fun and and really easy to um, kind of um, you know enter into just because it was so loose and informal like that. Now, was that a branch? I know that um, Kenya was a member of Team Zoo, which was a, yeah. a pretty uh, notable Japanese architecture group. Was this a, a, right. another member of that group right. that you were working with? Yeah, it was. It was one of the. It was one of the main Team Zoo offices at that time. Um, like you said, you know, we're we're talking back in the '80s now, but back in the mm-hmm. '80s, they were they were a pretty big firm, um, pretty big. I mean, pretty popular. Right. Uh, and they had um, they had three main offices. They had an office in Tokyo, one in Kobe, where I worked, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess uh, actually the other two were in Tokyo. So the three three main offices. Oh great! So, so how did you make the transition to uh, to woodworking from there? Because um, that was a pretty—I remember the pretty big part of the class that you taught was we got to do some hands-on stuff. You know, I still have this piece of Japanese joinery. Uh, it's here in my—it's here in my apartment. I've got it, um, and it, it was really neat because we got the uh, we got the chisels. You, you showed how to make it because the. The interesting one of the real interesting things that I found about the Japanese architecture was that they didn't use the nails and the bolts, and at least traditionally, uh, yeah. everything was put together with a joinery, and still today, quite a bit, I believe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, as far as the class, that was cool. We um, we actually got out the tools and and made some joints. I'm still. I'm still teaching that class here oh, at USF, great. and and I haven't been doing that recently. I was thinking that I should bring that back into the class. That was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but so so were you asking then about um, carpentry um, as far as my experience on it? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, um, so what aspect of it in particular would you want me to comment on? Well, you know, I'm I'm just curious about the, you know, comparing the, so here in the U.S., the, the carpentry goes to the extent of a, a guy's, you know, a bunch of pillbillies putting up some two-by-fours. Um, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're straight, maybe they're not. Um, you know, you'll get into some nice finished carpentry with some with cabinetry and, and things like that. But, uh, well, yeah. you know, that, I think that's what a lot of people are familiar with. But, uh in Japan, it's really more of an art form. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think the. I think the big difference is. Uh, it's still. It's getting less and less. But it, carpentry in Japan is still practiced a lot more like it used to be practiced in Europe. Okay. You know, which is the, which is the master apprentice system. Mm. So they still have the master apprentice system there, which sort of, um, you know, regulates the quality of things, and it uh, it also uh, sort of ensures that the people that get through that are people who who are pretty serious about what they're doing. Okay. So it, you know, it's not a summer job. You mm-hmm. don't do it, you know, like a summer job in college or something. It's something that you really, you know, you dedicate. Uh, you know, as much as <clears throat> 10 years to wow. before you can actually go out and do it on your own. So um, I think in that sense, people are just a lot more serious about what they do, you know, as a carpenter. 
Right. It would really weed out the guys that, uh, that yeah, are, are taking yeah. it so seriously. There, there aren't many guys left who are just sort of, um, you know, hanging out because they can't do anything else sort of thing. Right. You know? Right. <clears throat> Looking for a way to gain an edge on the competition? Want to give your body some much-needed relief and relaxation? Try Medical Resort ATEC, Okinawa specialists in sports therapy and wellness care. ATEC offers customizable massage therapy. Try their oxygen chamber for increased metabolism and faster recovery from injuries. Or take their stretching course to improve flexibility. ATEC is used by professional athletes from the Ryukyu Golden Kings, FC Ryukyu, and Ryukyu Corazon. Stop into their center Monday through Saturday at 12830 Oroku in Naha City, Okinawa. Call 098-859-1890 or visit them on the web at www.sanso-atac.com. That's www.sanso-atac.com. Hey everyone, like the show? Enjoy hearing interviews with martial artists from around the world? Then share it with a friend, family member, co-worker, everyone at your dojo, your fellow karate cop. You can find new episodes every Sunday at choptalk.podbean.com. That's choptalk.podbean.com. And don't forget to like the show on Facebook. Thanks. Remember... If you have an upcoming seminar, tournament, or other martial arts event, let us know, and we'd be happy to announce it on the program. And now, back to the show. So, how, so when did you make the transition from the office to the to the field? Because you did an apprenticeship. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, the professor of mine, Kenny, introduced me to this office. Um, it was called Iruka. Okay. Uh, which means dolphin in Japanese. Um, so I worked at the Iruka office for four or five years. And when I was there, the, the thing that I really liked about Team Zoo um, was that they really, um, a couple of things that they did I liked a lot. One is they engaged the community a lot in their work. They got people, you know, they got the residents of the areas where they were building involved in the projects. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even to the extent where um, people would come out to the site and actually, you know, work um, along with, uh, um, you know, the construction people or wow. the people from the design office would go out. So, you know, there there was that real close interaction. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about it was um, we'd get a lot of the craftspeople into the office. Um, we'd okay. try to use, we were doing contemporary buildings, um, but we would try to use... Um, craft techniques okay. that, uh, you know, really highly skilled craftspeople that have been doing these sort of techniques traditionally, we tried to use their techniques in contemporary buildings. So we get these people into the office, um, and I got to know some of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just through the work and uh, while, while I was doing the work, kind of going around and seeing things, um, I got really interested in carpentry. Uh, and one of the craftspeople... Uh, who I had met in the office was able to give me an introduction to a to a carpenter. So that's how that transition happened from the office to the to the field. Those introductions are everything in Japan, aren't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really Otherwise, hard to walk. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of that, I, I, you mentioned uh, Iruka earlier, uh, which which, yeah. meant, which meant dolphin. It, it, it reminded me of a funny story. Um, in Okinawa, Team Zoo um, did the Nago City Hall, right, which is a, a really neat building. So one of the differences in Okinawan architecture compared to mainland Japan is in Okinawa they use a lot more concrete and stone. Um, because of the typhoons. Also, the roofs are weighted down because, and they have yeah. all the tiles are sealed with um, with lime so that they don't blow away. Right. And the Nago City Hall is this really neat um, concrete block building, but they put a whole bunch of shises, which are the Okinawan yeah. lions, facing out over the over the bay there at Nago. Well, Nago uh-huh. was famous for it's dolphins that would come into the bay. Well, uh-huh. after after they built this and put the shisa up, the dolphins stopped coming. <laughs> Is that right? I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was the mayor got involved. They had community meetings about taking these shisa down because the shisa are supposed to scare away evil spirits. So they thought <laughs> the dolphin, that they were scaring they away the dolphins. So it, oh, uh, that sounds like some pretty extreme superstition. Yeah, I think it was, but luckily uh, they they didn't take them down. They didn't cover them up. I guess like I guess they just the dolphins came back on their on their own eventually. <laughs> Good, yeah. So with with the uh, you know traditional bringing the traditional um, uh, methods in. So instead of putting up a piece of drywall, you may have used the like the. The mud, what we call it, the mud daubing on the walls, or right, instead right. of pouring pouring the concrete, maybe it was the um, the, what the ram the rammed earth. Uh huh. Yeah, those those sorts of things. So okay. yeah, we would often use the um, traditional method of making walls, which is like you said, it was basically a mud plaster um, technique. But there are you know there's still people still use those techniques and. They've, uh, they've been able to adapt them to um, a contemporary setting as well. So you often see, you know, really highly skilled plaster workers working on, you know, high-profile contemporary architects, uh, wow. Kuma's, Kengo Kuma's buildings or, um, you know, go down the list. Um, they, you know, these craftsmen are, are often involved in the projects, and that's one thing that's helped to, uh, to keep them vital as well. You know, they're not strictly doing uh, sort of outdated, outmoded types of architecture. They're more, right. um, they're involved in contemporary stuff as well. So That's great. So instead of just trying to do upkeep on the temples and having, you know, yeah. one or two old guys know how to do it, it's a way to keep that tradition alive. Yeah, um, exactly. But, the, you know, that it's it's good you mentioned the temples too, though, because that's, that's a big way, that, that's a big thing that keeps them going as well. Mawari no hito ni sa wo sukete imasen ka? Anata no karada wa kyusoku wo hitsuyo to shite imasen ka? Sports massage, kinko no specialist, medical resort ATAC wo ichido torai shite mite kudasai. ATAC de wa okyakusama no karada ni awasaita massage wo okunaimasu. Mata, ATAC no sanso shitsu ni mo torai shite mite kudasai. Taisha kojo, kega no soki kaifuki ni kikimasu. Stretching 
そして Rukyu Korazan の先週も利用していますぜひ一度ご来店くださいオープン月曜日から土曜日まで沖縄県那覇市オロク 1-28-30 の,の30電話番号 098-859-1890 ホームページもチェックしてみてください www.sanso-atac.com www.sanso-atac.com 英語、ポルトガル語、スペイン語、日本語が話せるスタッフがいます Well, you know, I was amazed、uh, when I was over there.、Uh, you know, when we, did, when we did the summer studio trip, we were around Kyoto, which Um, for the most part. Now, whenever you talk to somebody who's never been to Japan, they all say, I want to go to Tokyo, I want to go to Tokyo. But、yeah. I-, I would say, if you want to see what you think of as Japan,、mm. go to Kyoto because that has, <laughs>、yeah. the, <laughs> that has the geisha walking around, that has the old temples,、um, yeah. where, where Tokyo is a little bit more, more modern.、Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it is.、Um... Yeah, I can, I can see that argument. I guess my,、um, the argument that I would make in favor of Tokyo is that if you look and, and if you know where to find things, you can find a pretty good mixture of both worlds.、Mm. Um, but you're right. I mean,、um, if you're really most interested in the, the traditional side of Japanese society, Kyoto is probably the better place to go. You, you know, what are some of the hot spots that if, if somebody was going to go over there and you had to tell them to visit, you know, A handful of、uh, temples or shrines or buildings to really get a good impression. What, what do you think those would be? In Kyoto?、Uh, wherever. Oh, i- anywhere in the country? Yeah. Well, you know, there's,、uh, there's several really famous ones.、Um, you know, if you go to the, the town of Nara,、mm. uh, which is just a little bit south of Osaka, some of the earliest temples are in that area. So.、Mm. If you're more kind of a history buff、um, and you're interested in real antiquities,、uh, Nara is Nara's a good place to go. And Nara, the other neat thing about Nara is there's wild deer everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and they are wild. I mean,、right. actually, the problem with them is they're too domesticated, they have no fear of people, so they'll. Bother you the whole time you're there. Right. If you have any,、uh, anything hanging out of your pockets, they're going to they're gonna steal hey, it. They're going to go for it. If、yeah. you give them a dirty look, they're going to they're gonna ram you. But、uh, it's, it's, it's perfect for a, a, if anyone's a hunter, Nara's the place to go.、Um, <laughs> now, was, it, was Nara, you know, I, I, I'm a little、uh, rough on my history, but if, if I remember, Nara had one of the oldest wooden buildings in、yeah. the world. Is that right? Right, there's a temple called Horyuji that's in Nara. And I, I can't remember your year. We may have actually gone and seen that. Yes, did we, we did. Yes, we did. Okay, yeah, we went to Horyuji.、Um, and you're right, yeah, it's, I, I think it is one of the oldest wooden buildings, or maybe the oldest wooden building of that size in the world. So it's pretty impressive.、Mm. Um, and it's,、uh, you know, not, not much further along in history,、uh, another two, two, three hundred years. 
um, you start picking up the temples in Kyoto, and there's just too many to mention in Kyoto. You remember how that was? It's, oh, it was it was incredible. On the on the trip, we spent what six weeks there, right? And we were seeing stuff every day. So you know, it's just... yeah, easily every day. You know, the ones that jumped out to me in uh-huh. in Kyoto, the one that I I spent the most time at because we had a we had a project in your class. We had to go and make drawings of uh, of the temple was right. uh, Sanju Sangendo. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Which I remember the drawings you made, as a matter of fact, um, which it was. Incredible because it had a thousand and one life-size Buddhas in there, and it was basically the Buddha bleachers. These things were all row after row of these things, and it's the length of a football field. Um, the, the thing that I had to that I learned because we our assignment was to go there and draw basically every day for for a week uh, or five days was that the the uh, the monks who had the day shift were cool. You could go, you could sit, you could draw everything like that. But at 4 o'clock, there was a shift change. (laughs) And the monks who came in at 4 o'clock, they were not cool. (laughs) You had to be in a certain... I didn't remember hearing about that. That's a good thing to know, though. Yeah, they... (laughs) You had to be in a certain place. You couldn't go here. You couldn't draw that. And they ran me out a, 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 a couple of times. Yeah, I remember having problems with that either your year or the next year that, um, you know, we always selected a, a temple to go and sort of survey and draw, mm-hmm. but some of the places weren't very cooperative, as I recall. Yeah, uh, some of them didn't, they, they were... They didn't want people hanging out and standing around drawing and stuff like that. Right, yeah, which is, you know, which is unfortunate, you know, the people who are there, yeah. to, to appreciate, appreciate the architecture, it's not like you're... Anybody was, yeah. you know, carving a swastika in it or anything. I mean, it was. Exactly. <laughs> you're trying yeah. to learn about it. Uh, the other stuff in Kyoto. What was the? Um, what's the giant porch? Um, Kiyomizu-dera? Yes, Kiyomizu. Kiyomizu is a really is, is another really good one to go see. Um, just for the sheer, um, the the siding, the drama of the siding of it is really, you know, it's built. Um, up on a hillside, and like you said, it's got that huge porch that kind of um, floats out over the the steep hillside. It's really a pretty dramatic mm-hmm. setting. That's a nice place. It really is, and and that's one that shows up every once in a while. You'll see these lists, like top ten buildings yeah. of the world, ancient buildings of the world, and that's one that pops up on those lists very, very regularly. Yeah, uh, that a lot of people maybe don't know. Um, the that's other really one. Impressive place. Another one that I thought was really cool at the time was uh, there's one that has all these red Tory gates all the way up this mountain. Yeah, that's called Fushimi Shrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, that's, that's an interesting one too, isn't it? It it, it really is because there's just these tunnels of of gates. Um, it's really cool, and they're all bright red. Um, uh-huh. It was a little bit anticlimactic, though, because I wanted to see that they go up the hill, up the hill, up the hill, and I'm like, "Well, oh, I got to see this. Got to be must be a really great view from the top." I, I got all the way to the top, and there's nothing. There's like a, a yeah, little a stone exactly. shrine, and there's no view. Yeah. So the whole point is the the path up there. Once you get to the top, there's really nothing. <laughs> It's all yeah. about. It's, it's very zen. It's all about the journey, not the destination. Absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, when when I was first over there, I didn't speak any Japanese. I could say konnichiwa, and I knew a bunch of karate terms, and that was it. Uh-huh. 
but on the back of those, all of those, uh, those gates on that one are all sponsored by a family or a company or something like that. Yeah. So, so if you go back and you can read, all of a sudden it, it takes away some mysticism when it's like Coke, yeah, Pepsi, Nike. Does. <laughs> right, right. When you realize that it's the name of a company that's written, <laughs> written on the, the gate. Exactly. Right. But if you can't read it, it's great. That's all for the first half of my interview with Professor Stan Russell. Thanks again to Stan for taking the time to talk with me. To find out more about University of South Florida Associate Professor Stan Russell, Japanese Carpentry, and his office, One Corner Architects, you can visit his website, www.stanleyrussellarchitect.com. If you're interested in finding out more about his architectural work and Japanese carpentry, you can also find his contact information on the website. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for the second half of our discussion with Stan. Nihiribiru and Mataya. everyone like the show enjoy hearing interviews with martial artists from around the world and share it with a friend family member co-worker everyone at your dojo your fellow karate cop you can find new episodes every sunday at choptalk.podbean.com that's choptalk.podbean.com and don't forget to like the show on facebook thanks <laughs>